Find out all about Wu Trade Network, how they got started, and where they are going. Find out how you can get involved in the Wu Token. This episode, Joe sits down with Ben York, VP of Marketing for Wu Trade Network. Hello, Ben. Thanks for coming on today. Give us some background about yourself prior to starting at Wu Network. Yeah, thank you for having me, Joe. First off, yeah, I don't know if anyone may be familiar to Wu would know who I am, but apart from that, probably nobody does. So <laughs> start at the beginning. Um, uh, I've been in the China blockchain space for quite a while. I've been based out in China for about 10 years. Uh, and like probably the last four or five years have been pretty active in the blockchain space. So for Cointelegraph, I do an article, like a weekly column on China. And then uh, I've worked for a few projects, but now like my focus is with WooTrade. I'm officially the marketing VP there, but you know, as it's a quickly growing company, I help out on a lot of fronts, including business development, like general strategy, community management, PR, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I also uh, host a podcast myself with uh, the BSN, which is like kind of like a nationally funded like blockchain project for enterprises within China. So I'm like very into that scene as well. So I, I cover a lot of bases and I wear a lot of hats. But yeah, any question you have, go ahead and throw it at me, Joe. I think what's, good. Your, what's your background prior to blockchain? You know, where were well, you I came out of the States. Um, I was born in California, uh, Southern California. Um, and I got a degree in business and that was 2009, right after the financial crisis. So it was like, uh, why don't I just go study abroad, um, learn some Mandarin and then see where life takes me. Um, and then life took me down an eventful path. I ended up um, running some business out here. And then the, the getting money out of the country was kind of a, a thing where um, Bitcoin was like a solution. And that's kind of how I got my, my feet wet. Uh, that was 2015 at the time. Like it wasn't very good as like a fiat on ramp or off ramp, but it kind of stuck with you. Um, and then after you you see it like rising up um, again, then, then I just kind of jumped in and I realized like the business applications and just all the other, um, I guess, ideological, you know, dem- democratization, um, you know, this, these kind of ideas and that just kind of attracted me to it. And eventually here we are. So you're, you're almost involved, I guess, almost six years now? Is it- yeah, I guess it's been a while. <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> feels like a month, but, um, but yeah, it's been a while. So at the basics, you know, what is Wound Network? Okay. This is a similar question I had probably about eight or nine months ago when I met the founders. Basically, we started as like a quantitative trading firm, and this is back in 2018. It's called Kronos Research. They're one of the biggest in the space. They do between like five to 15 billion per day across global exchanges. So the big ones, like the, you know, the, the, the main exchanges, they're the ones trading there. And eventually there were so many requests uh, for them to trade because essentially market making, trading is market making essentially, that they it was you know, very inefficient to be putting capital on all these different exchanges and going through like the KYC jumps and negotiations and all that stuff. So they created a, a pool, which is now the WooTrade Network. So basically anyone who needs uh, liquidity support, i.e. market making, can connect to this pool uh, via an API. Um, so that's you know, a lot of the what we call tier two exchanges are connected to that. I mean, their order books are reflective of our order books. Um, and then beyond that, you also have like OTCs, trading desks, trading teams who also, you know, value the the use of this liquidity because it is, it's, it's zero fee. I guess that's kind of the 
the the special thing, and maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, but that's <laughs> that's essentially what WooTrade is in a nutshell. Uh, it's a, like a big liquidity network. So is Kronos Research uh, the owner, mm-hmm. or how how is yeah, it structured? I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess parent company is the right word. Got it. Um, the same co-founders manage Kronos uh, as manage us. So there's three of them. Um, and then one of them is very focused on the, the electronic trading side, the, the quantitative trading side. So that's more like the Kronos side. Um, and then another one's more on the product, which would be eventually things like UX, which I guess we'll get to. And then the other one's more on like business development and investor relations. And that kind of crosses over into both because a lot of the people who use Kronos research are also invested in Trade. So there's some synergy there. So when was the Woo Network established and where where is it located? Mm-hmm. Headquarters. 2019, um, they started out, uh, I believe, in the British Virgin Isles, um, which is a, a place where a lot of these crypto uh, first companies are, are domiciled. But now it's it's the, they're, they're headquartered in Taiwan and they're looking at getting licenses like in every jurisdiction possible so that we can service as many clients as possible. You mentioned the WooX. Can you explain mm-hmm. what that mm-hmm. is? No, well, sure. Like basically once we had this giant network of liquidity and what I'm talking about, because it's aggregated from all these different sources, it is essentially more depth than the other sources, like any one single source and then less slippage, smaller spreads. So like the distance between the first buy order and the first sell order is a lot tighter on WUX, or sorry, on the Woo network. So we had this network and you know, a lot of people want access to it. So, you know, the next logical step is to build a front end, which we call a graphic user interface, a, a GUI, a trading GUI. And that's essentially what WUX is, right? Very similar to an exchange and that we're more focused on active and professional traders, right? We haven't rolled out a lot of like, um, you know, launch pools and, and things like that, which which we might later, but it's for now, it's more for like active traders. And that's been active for a while, the WUX? Let's see. Well, we rolled it out, I guess in March, I guess it was, yeah, we first started getting on. I think like March 31st was when people got in like the beta. And now we're approaching the end of June, we're going to go to like an open beta where more people can get in. And then in July, there'll be like mobile app, full launch, anybody can get in. So it's what? very close to. So is there any geographic uh, restrictions to users that are signing up? Well, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, you um, being in the US, uh, it's a very tricky geographical region. And we've seen like what the SEC can do to people who fall afoul. Um, so obviously our goal is to become compliant and to develop within existing regulatory frameworks and then go from there. So, you know, Right now, like even China is a tough region to work in, but beyond that and a few of the um, the ones that would be on the US blacklist, like North Korea, Iraq, like these kind of places, it's pretty much fair game. So like Europe, is Australia, like all these regions yeah, is pretty free. Did you guys have a full uh, KYC on board? At the moment, it's less than two BTC per day withdrawals, which is pretty straightforward. But for the CFI part, and I should probably take a step back, like this WUX is only one product on the Woo network. That will have, you know, eventually like a standard KYC because we want that to be like a legitimate, you know, business model. Beyond that, you know, we're also finding ways to put this liquidity into DeFi products. And one thing we're really good at because of our background as traders is generating yield. So we generate yield through trading strategies, right? So structuring products around that, particularly DeFi products, it's very interesting. Um, And that's something we're working on 
any sort of decks, like if we delivered our liquidity into the back end, you know, it makes them much more efficient. So we're working on like a whole wide range of DeFi products. And obviously in DeFi, you don't have the same KYC restrictions that you might uh, in CeFi. So with, you know, the, some of the bigger players, you know, being Coinbase or Binance, kind mm-hmm. of what's the differentiation with WUX and what they're trying to accomplish? Sure, sure. I guess the differentiation, each of them, those are a little different. I would say Coinbase is more like retail. Coinbase Pro, Mm -hmm. maybe more like Binance. But Coinbase, it definitely is like uh, your first crypto account, right? Like you just (laughs) connect your bank account and buy some crypto. And then, so we don't want to be like that um, at this stage. And then Binance, obviously, it's like this entire self-contained ecosystem that bridges onto like BSC and, you know, these other also contained ecosystems. And they're very ambitious. And we love what they do for the industry because without a Binance, I don't think this last bull run would have been anything like the way it was. But the way we position ourselves, it's more like uh, platform agnostic, network agnostic, meaning we don't care what anyone else is doing, right? We just look at what traders want to trade uh, and we provide those assets at the best price. So for a great example, today we listed Solana. We have a great relationship with Solana. You know, last week we ported our token onto BSC and we have a great relationship with them. So we're, we're much more neutral and we're targeting, actively targeting the, 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 the more active traders who will benefit from this zero fee network. Um, but then we'll see where it grows from there. Like we could, uh, we expect the whole industry is just going to have this like uh, kind of like big bang event, right? Where it just keeps exploding outwards and more people get involved. And the bigger the pie, you know, the bigger everybody slices, right? So it's not about competition. But yeah, that's that's how we differentiate ourselves anyway. So if you guys are aggregating liquidity from centralized and decentralized services, right? Exchanges, what are the benefits for those partners? Okay. Well, like if you're like a tier two exchange, I don't want to name any names, but just like a random tier two exchange, right? You're you're probably paying some market maker to come provide liquidity, you know, set buy orders and sell orders on either side. And as the price moves, they kind of have to follow it. I mean, you probably have to incentivize them to do that because you don't have the retail flow to for them to make enough money to do it on their own. So to do that, you have to give them rebates which is a way you lose money, right? Not lose, it's a cost, it's an expense. Um, and then for the users, obviously, you know, when you go to a tier two exchange, the depth is nothing like Binance, right? Like, you know that Binance has the best liquidity in the space. Pool B liquidity is very good. OKX liquidity is good. But beyond that, I mean, if you're off a main pair, like it's pretty hit or miss. So that, I mean, that restricts people from trading because, you know, you set this order and then it never fills all day, right? So that lack of a transaction is is costing exchanges money. And it's just a bad overall user experience. Eventually people just give up and they go to Binance. So, <laughs> you know, we create like this multi-win dynamic where the end user on this platform, he gets a better trading experience. The platform itself, they save money, not having to pay the market makers and rebates um, and not losing money in transaction fees. And then obviously we capture the flow, which we cycle back through our through our ecosystem, right? And provide to other people, so it's it's like a win win for for everybody, right? Yeah, so that's that's kind of how that works. If that makes any sense. So the tier two exchanges, we'll call them, can plug into your network, right? To aggregate to get the aggregated liquidity, which yep. brings a lower cost to them, which gives more tokens to offer to their users on their exchange mm-hmm. in the same exactly. form, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can actually go onto the website uh, x.woo.network and you can see like the liquidity and then you can pull up any other 
exchange that you want and check out the order books side by side. And you can kind of see the difference that aggregation brings to, to that formula. Typically on, on the lower liquidity, like lower market cap tokens that most mm-hmm. exchanges are actually losing money on those listings or... Yeah, I mean, if there's no volume going through, then it's it's not really beneficial for anyone, right? It's it's not a great trading experience for the user. You know, the market makers who are who are there, they're not really making any money on it, and it's just like a risk. When you as a market maker, when you hold these assets, you're taking on this huge risk that you know the price dumps and you're stuck holding it, whatever. And then for the exchange, it's just like the it's not generating enough fees for it to to really do much. So again, it's about creating these mutually beneficial situations where you know where everybody wins. So how does I guess how do you guys make money? The Wu Network make money. <laughs> Great question. Well, we're traders, right? And so traders, when you trade at a certain level on any exchange, and I mentioned this earlier, like they incentivize market makers by giving them fee rebates, which means on maker orders. A make order is where you place a buy or a sell and you wait for somebody to fill it. That's called a maker order. And a taker order is where you just see either a buy or sell and you go, I want it at that price. I'm taking it. Right. So generally speaking, maker orders, uh, you can get zero fees or, or rebates. So because we trade at such a high scale, we're, you know, we're eligible for these sort of rebates. So even if somebody buys on our network for that price, and then we do the exact same trade on another network, we're eligible for a rebate. And so that's a source of income, right? That's, that's what we call like uh, having the market makers subsidize the retail flow, which is on a smaller exchange, it's the opposite. You know, the market makers are making all the money, but to get them there, the exchange has to subsidize them. And to subsidize them, that means charging high fees to retail so that the whole system's kind of backwards from what a mature industry would look like. Now, there is some danger, like if you follow traditional finance, um, and you've you've heard of things like payment for order flow, Citadel, Robinhood, GameStop, like this whole thing. When things are not transparent, there is danger there that it will be abused. But the way it works with us is that orders executed, like between like a user and an exchange, like a tier two exchange, it's executed there first, right? So the users trade, it's in the order book, they get that price, that's that's done. And then the, the exchange then executes on we trade second. So like we, we have certain mechanisms in place so that people don't worry about getting front run, but just being generally being traders, and having you know certain spreads like small spreads that that market makers do this is how market makers make money that's how they exist right and then when they make money they subsidize the retail so that's that's basically the whole system uh, of course once we get like wux up and running there are much more ways to monetize it in terms of like a you know a line of credit to the clients and then you 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 charge them for that money lined out margin trading obviously there are fees for lending money to people investment <laughs> products the industry yeah. loves margin, Sorry. right? The industry loves margin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what yeah. is the... And, yeah. So go ahead. Anything else you want to add to that or... Uh, I mean, I would just add that we're also like, we're a quantitative trading firm. So the trading side brings in a lot of revenue, right? And then WooTrade is a is a zero fee trading network. Uh, it allows us to save money by hedging on this network, right? And hedging is a very important part of trading because you don't want to take on too much risk. So for Kronos, it makes a lot of sense to have this venue where, where, where things can happen. So that's, that's kind of how we, you know, we make money. There's a lot of different aspects, but it tends to be very ethical because we know that if we don't put the user first, like eventually 
this system just won't exist, right? Because people are going to catch on to it. You know, people in blockchain are pretty, pretty transparent. They like transparent. They like, uh, uh, you know, things they could see. So that's, that's all I want to add on. So what is the current daily volume? Current daily volume. Good question. It's like um, anywhere from like 100 million to 500 million, kind of in that range. And it fluctuates depending on the industry, right? Because industry volumes fluctuate a lot. Like on the weekends, the volumes are a lot lower. And because our, 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 our volume a lot of times comes from a client, their users, right? So we're very much tied to that. So that's about what our volume is, um, somewhere around there, which is pretty substantial. I think it's like a top 30 exchange. So you guys are, so you're top 30-ish uh, exchange for volume on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with about 500 retail users and about 20 institutional clients. <laughs> so, um, we, we tend to go for like bigger, bigger users. Um, so once we expand the network to more people, uh, we have very high expectations of where the volume is going to go. But yeah. So why don't we go into that? What are, what are kind of the plans to expand? Well, definitely the end of the summer is when it'll just be open. So anybody who wants to trade, um, except for the Americans and the Chinese, um, <laughs> they'll be able to you know, create an account and go trade. We're also opening features like API trading. So people can use like a third-party dashboard to still access the network, um, but do it from like something they're comfortable with. Then, then you have things like trading bots and um, um, professional traders, really. Futures, we're opening up that. So there's a lot of things that are going to happen that we think are going to be a catalyst for growth. And then just the BD team working hard on the DeFi side, uh, signing up more institutions, that kind of thing. A lot of exchanges, I guess, kind of put it out there that they provide the best price. How does a customer really know that they're getting the best price on any exchange when they're trading? Well, I mean, there's two prices that you pay. One of them is the fee, right? And the fee is very transparent. If you go on like a certain site, you'll have like a fee tier. And if you fall into that tier, you know, like for every $1 you trade, like 0.05 is going to be a fee. Okay. Um, and then the other is that you pay to spreads, which is if you you want to buy, but there's not one at like the exact market price, then maybe you have to drop down a little bit. And this little bit might be very hard for the average retail trader to, to understand. So, I mean, for us, if you stake a few Wu tokens, you get zero fees, right? So the right off the bat, that's just zero maker, zero taker. And then if, if you're still curious beyond that, you can literally pull up the order book of UX alongside the order book of any other big exchange. And you can kind of see just how much liquidity there is grouped uh, within, you know, like the, the, the buys and the sells. And that gives you a good idea of like, if you're in a hurry and you just want to sell some coin, you know, you don't have to think about, am I paying too much? You just can click the market sell or market buy. And, and that's, that's that. Got it. And so how, how big is the size of the team that's, you know, in charge of all this. <laughs> okay. Well, we're quite, quite large. The, the team itself on WooTrade, I think we're at about like 60 people, which is a very big size, like blockchain team. And then the Chrono side is probably another 110 people. So, I mean, you have tech engineers, you have traders, um, you know, you have HR and uh, legal and uh, anti-money laundering officers and, and things like that. Uh, but we tend to be pretty big just because we have like this established business model from Kronos, the, the quant firm. And then we're able to leverage that. We don't have to act like a startup, so to speak, where you, you know, you're 
begging VCs for money and then you're selling tokens to the public to just to keep the lights on. Right. Um, so, so we, we operate much more like an established business and we're like net income positive, both on Kronos obviously, and then on WeTrade as well, um, which we're quite proud of that we we've got there already. You know, we're no longer worried about runway. We're, we're, we're worried about like, you know, how to maximize, our results and we're aggressively hiring people and yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big company and a really good company to work for. Yeah. I, I guess over the last few years, the most profitable or companies have been more in the exchange type, you know, companies yep. have been right. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So how about, uh, are you guys like a distributed, like remote team? You guys headquartered there together or how are you structured? Three offices. One is Corona specific. Um, that's in Thai, Taiwan. And then there's another one in Taiwan that is Wu trade specific. And then we have one that is based in China that is more for uh, both, both teams because Taiwan product side, you get a lot of really talented developers because they have like Mozilla, Spotify, like a lot of these big American corporations, they have headquarters in Taiwan. But in China, the, the, the developers, especially like backend developers are really professional. So you get a different mix and so we kind of cover both those bases. And then from a BD side, we have people in Southeast Asia. We have people in um, North America. And do we have anyone in Europe? I think we're, we're trying to hire some guy in Europe. So yeah, pretty decentralized. And how about into the, I guess, kind of leaders of the Wound Network and who's running the mm-hmm. daily operations? Can you give us some insight uh, into their background experience? Sure. Well, Mark, who him and Jack founded it, and Mark is a... Uh, quant. He's a quantitative trader, which means he trades completely using code, right? Um, so he just builds models that look at things like volume and they look at things like the time of day and, and all these different things. And they incorporate it to kind of predict where the market will go on very short timeframes, right? Not like if you ask him what's going to happen next week to Bitcoin, he has no idea. He doesn't care, right? It's just like if you ask him over the next two minutes, what's going to happen, he might be able to look at the numbers and then tell you. Um, so that's what he does. Um, and he's the one who makes sure we don't lose money when we're providing liquidity to all these different avenues. And then Jack, he's more of a discretionary trader, which means he looks at charts um, and it's more um, instinct-based, I guess, than, than mathematics-based. He, like Mark came from uh, a company called Knight Capital, which is an electronic trading firm. And then they got bought by Citadel, which everyone knows Citadel, very infamous company. So he, he saw that. This was like pre-GFC, great financial crisis. And he saw kind of what was going on and he didn't like it. So when like Bitcoin came out, he instantly like jumped over. And Jack was the same way. Um, he was working at a Deutsche Bank uh, and BNP Parabas, which were big institutions. And I don't know the whole story, but I'm pretty sure they were doing things like packaging, you know, like the... the the home mortgages into yeah. bonds and selling to the people, this kind of stuff. So he, like both of them have a bad taste in their mouth because they started their career right before 2000. And then the CEO ran also, he worked at a company called Freddie Mac. If you look yeah. at the great financial crisis, you're, you'll know what Freddie Mac, they were like one of the, the ones that, you know, uh, were most affected in a negative way. Um, so they all have very strong traditional finance backgrounds, but they also saw how many flaws there were with the system. So they came together because they both, they, they all went to school at Carnegie Mellon, which is famous for like engineering, computer science. And then when they got out to, into the, the crypto industry and they realized that everyone was doing, it just kind of was naturally just float together. I guess I should add like on a day-to-day basis, Mark is in charge of trading and then Jack is more in charge of like product 
And then uh, Ran is in charge of BD uh, Investor Relations. He works with me uh, out in China. Um, so, so yeah, it's a good group of guys, very different skill sets, uh, but same philosophy at heart, which is build something cool that can people can, you know, get a piece of and, you know, make some money on without kind of screwing over everybody. <laughs> I guess that's, that's the philosophy. So they're all involved in the Wu network, uh, full time. Uh, yeah, yeah. A very, very full time. I think, um, all of us, like it's 10 30 PM here. I think we all, we're all working, uh, pretty much around the clock to, to build this because it's something we're all passionate about. You know, if, if you took me out of a full-time job, I'd probably just volunteer. because it's, you know, <laughs> I just love the crypto scene and it's, it's, um, you know, it's a good place to be lots of innovative people. That's good. So let's, uh, we went over the team. How about investors, right? Do you guys have other outside notable in- investors funds that are involved in yeah. Well, I mean, obviously like, um, when they started, they got investment from VCs and like the big ones, like Fimbusher, uh, Dragonfly, if you're familiar with like the big DeFi ones, uh, IOSG is another one, uh, three arrows capital. I think everyone who's familiar with DeFi knows about like Suju and, and uh, Kyle and those guys at three arrows capital. Um, so like they're, yeah, they're involved. Um, but like now we're kind of past that. Cause like I said, we're, we're making money as a company. Um, so we're looking at different strategic investors. And we we're like, we've, we've always had on a roadmap that we're going to do like a strategic round uh, where we can bring in like some, some more muscle from maybe like the traditional finance side, like a big institution, a big bank or something. So that's something that we're looking at now, uh, how we can go to the next level, maybe past the crypto VC spot a little bit mm-hmm. into something more serious, but but yeah. Do you feel that the uh, crypto VCs had uh, influence on the success of to where you are today? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For, I mean, well, we wouldn't be here today. Like if it wasn't for uh, like Kronos getting funded in 2018 and then people believing in Wu Trade at the very beginning when you, you know, you have an existing business model that works, it's like uh, there are a lot of headaches getting, you know, any sort of new startup going. Um, but still, like even today, we talk with some of the guys at like DeFi Capital and Dragonfly. Like these are very smart people who who got into the scene early, um, and they see what's going on in areas that we don't. So yeah, other people that seem very bright in the space, like a uh, Wan, like Primitive Capital, like very smart person, and like I think just by the nature of the industry, people are really willing to like share and work together because they know if you're a liquidity provider and in my portfolio company has this, this struggling decks. Like we just put the pieces together and you know, good things happen. So yeah, definitely good things to say about most of the VCC. That's a good. And so you guys do have a token out, right? The Wu token. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Sure. We do like it launched on Halloween of last year and it's kind of like the access pass to the network, right? If, if you want zero fee trading with this liquidity, like it's just a simple staking mechanism. That's the very high level explanation of the token. <laughs> well, let's go into, uh, I guess, as everybody wants to know, right? What are all the benefits of holding the token? Okay. Well, I mean, basically that it exists as like a platform token. That's number one. Um, if you want, if you believe in, you know, what we're building and, and we have success, then the next logical conclusion is that more and more people are going to be staking and, you know, using the token for that. Um, another use obviously is the, in the DeFi side, we're looking at a lot of solutions to allow people to stake. We haven't really gotten into this, but we're putting a lot of capital on chain. And, and the reason is we can essentially replicate the pool that we have on CeFi. We can do the exact same thing on DeFi. 
Um, so then there's a lot of trade flows that are coming in from there. So you can do a similar thing that other DeFi protocols do where you're staking um, and then you're eligible for rewards. So that's like another thing. On top of that, there's also going to be a lot of investment products, uh, structured investment products where you know you might have some fixed uh, return. Uh, you, you put any sort of asset there, whether it's like USDT or Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, and then you're able to, uh, through other trading strategies, including like Kronos, they earn yield by using your capital and trading, and then they return that to you. So uh, like the Wu token is going to play a very valuable role in that. And we see the sort of people coming to use our products are people who are a little bit more sophisticated in the sense that we won't compete with the pancake swaps with like the 150% APYs. Like we're not going to go into that area, but, you know, people who feel comfortable, you know, after like a 20% APY to like a 30% somewhere, you know, just yeah. in, in that kind of range or even less. I mean, because it, it's really just a function of how much risk you're willing to accept for an APY, all right? And you see like on Aave, the APYs are quite low. They're like 5% on stables. So we see people coming to use us who are looking for yield. And then the Wu token will access that, whether it's, you know, uh, reducing performance fees or, you know, eliminating performance fees or, or something of that nature. So there's a lot we can do for sure. And governance, governance as well. What is, what is the Wu Ventures? And how does that play mm. a part here? Okay. Well, we kind of hit on VCs, like crypto VCs. And what a crypto VC does, the good ones is they'll, they'll walk you through like a lot of processes. They'll open a lot of doors. Um, but anytime you have a bull market, you just get these swarm of people who made it big and then they just kind of fall into a VC. Um, I'm sure you've, you've, seen, you've got a few oh, yeah. friends who... <laughs> yeah. And then they fall in late in the cycle and then they, a lot of them fall back out after the cycle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So what Woo Ventures does is essentially like we're positioned to um, actually support projects, not just like we give them money that they give us some useless token for. We find good projects that are building trading related or infrastructure related things that can benefit the WooTrade ecosystem. And then we support them because a lot of these projects, they're founded by really smart people with financial backgrounds or uh, development backgrounds, but they don't really understand the trading aspect. I and mean, that's where we can kind of uh, really support them by, you know, introducing exchanges and providing liquidity support and, you know, also introducing a lot of people because we, we know almost everyone in this industry through Kronos. So yeah, we provide a lot of value. We can introduce a lot of other exchanges to them, uh, get their token very list, you know, well spotlit uh, so people can see it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of our, our value proposition as a VC company. Um, and then because we're basically using like the WooTrade Network's name as the value proposition, you know, people want to get listed on WooX, people want to be, um, have their... Uh, market making, liquidity support, all that. We we give some of that the the profits back to the Wu token holders through staking mechanisms. So it's kind of a a lot of people want this. They want access to deals, but like on their own, they don't have the ability to to recognize the deals or to do due diligence or to negotiate. So this is a secondary way of kind of getting access to early stage products uh, projects. And yeah, I think long term, I think this is going to be something that is very popular because, you know, everybody likes to get in early and, and be, be the Part one. That, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So is there any specific allocation of, uh, I guess you'd say a share or a rev share of those ventures that goes into the Wu token? Um, well, obviously it's very different, like how much allocation uh, each project is willing to give. 
And so, I mean, all that is negotiated uh, each time. And generally speaking, the further like the price of Bitcoin drops, um, the, you know, the easier it is to get allocation. Um, so like during a bear market, it's very easy to to support projects because nobody wants to. During a bull market, everybody's like their valuations like 300 million, 500 million. You're like straight out of the book. No, no. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it, it depends a lot, I guess is the, the, the short answer to that. Yeah. So what other, so basically uh, Wu token holders can benefit from the staking rewards, can uh, benefit mm-hmm. from the venture side, mm-hmm. uh, some zero fees, correct? Mm-hmm. And yeah. any yeah. other thing that uh, we're missing? I mean, just the yield, the access to yield, like quarter four, we're going to launch a bunch of social trading and copy trading, where if you're a professional trader, uh, you can actually use our platform to your trades, people who stake tokens on your profile because they, they've seen your, your history and they, they see like what you've done in terms of PL, like their trades will mirror yours. And this is called copy trading or social trading. And it's just a way for people to uh, make money. Obviously, if you're the person who's putting your trades up there, you can charge a performance fee. Um, and it's a way for people like me who are, you know, absolutely crap at trading um, to, to, to get that sort of access to it. And that's always been something like Mark and Jack wanted to do was take these products, these high level investment products, and then just make them more decentralized, more accessible. So yeah, this is just another way. And like the Wu token is that's, that's always been like kind of the ethos around it. Access to more efficient markets, access, access to yield and access to more like uh, high level, sophisticated investment products. When you guys are doing like the you know token model, how do you guys kind of determine you know the incentives and everything? What will ultimately drive the token price? Mm. Well, we have a lot of people on our team, like we kind of glossed over before. Um, so there's a lot of brainstorming sessions. We have a few guys in the team who come from very strong financial backgrounds. One of the guys, he came from a company called Lazard. Lazard, which is like one of the biggest financial consultancy firms in the, in the world. So he was structuring projects for like mergers and acquisitions, uh, not project, he was structuring companies, like entire companies for that. So he's one of the guys who will, you know, look at things from a financial point of view. Um, and like he's, he helps out a lot with that. Um, on top of that, like we also have people who are very strong on the DeFi side who, who bring these ideas in, you know, you see what other people are doing and how can that be improved? How is it failing? Um, so it's, it's very much a team effort, but yeah, it's, it's something that, that even even from the community, like we'll listen, like in the Telegram groups or on Twitter, if people have a good idea, you know, we'll drop it in the chat, the internal chats, and we'll say, is this something that makes sense? And you know, sometimes it does, right? So very much a you know, a whole group effort. Where can where can people buy the Wu token right now? Well, I think the best liquidity outside of Wux, which is in closed beta, um, is probably Huobi. Uh, on the Huobi is the one of our like the first exchanges to launch the Wu token. And beyond that, a lot of the tier two exchange partners also have it, but like, we're also quite partial to DeFi. Like if you use Uniswap, the Ethereum fees are super cheap right now. That's a great place. SushiSwap, it's on there as well. Bancor, I think is that most liquidity. Um, we're very close with the Bancor guys because they're very, they're, they're very visionary in the space. Like they were one of the first AMM protocols and they have lots of ideas on decentralization. And, and we kind of like that, you know, talking to people who have more experience than us in certain areas, we're very eager to get close to them. So all these platforms, you can find the Wu token. You can also get it on BSC, but only on a platform called Dodo. 
but yeah, I mean, you just go on CoinGecko and look it up. You don't need me to tell everything. I know. <laughs> hey, well, that was the short of the answer. Go to CoinGecko, look at the markets tab. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Look for the highest trading volume. Hey, look, yeah. you never, you never mm-hmm. know who's listening. For some of us, it's obvious, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, sometimes the listeners mm-hmm. don't are not familiar with where to go. I think, I mean, I think we cover most, you know, everything from the team, the experience, the project itself, and the token. Is there any other mm-hmm. areas that you want to mention or touch base on? I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious how you found out about it because, you know, like the the people who have grown into the community, they've all kind of had like a story of like how they found out about it. And so I'm always quite interested in that. How we found, I well, I have a team of people and okay. honestly, we are, we're, we're just researching, I wouldn't say everything, but we're researching most projects and companies uh, across the whole space. So we're kind of aware of what is going on and what projects to invest in mm-hmm. and how to do some uh, comparative analysis, you know, on certain DEXs versus other DEXs and sexes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like everything mm-hmm. through, through the internet is the, <laughs> but through, uh, you know, through my team doing research. That's, that's cool. That's uh, like when, when I joined, because obviously coming from like a hedge fund, Kronos Research, hedge funds typically don't do a lot of marketing. Um, like you don't hear about yep. hedge firms for that much because they just don't need marketing, right? And they don't want a competition, right? So like marketing wasn't like a huge thing. So they kind of brought me in to like help bridge the gap between the institutional side and, and uh, I guess the DGEN Chad world of DeFi. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think the, and, the, yeah, I think some of the problem that we've, I wouldn't know it's a problem, but some of the things that we have is that a lot of the, a lot of the stuff through YouTube and certain things like all on TA and price predictions, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm, really a mm-hmm. lack of interviews or conversations with the projects and companies in the space itself. And mm-hmm. so beyond just kind of doing due diligence through uh, websites and, you know, the discords and certain things, it's always hard to really get an insight into what is going on yeah. under a token or a company itself. And so, you know, we're kind of out there seeking the companies that we feel that are bringing are bringing value mm-hmm. to the space that we could get. You know, interview. Yeah, and that's especially common during a bull market because prices are shooting up like that sells right. So like even <laughs> very big publications, we were talking to them back in October, and they would would be telling them the story of Kronos and how big we are, and they'd still be like, okay, so what about the token, right? And it always comes back to the token. <laughs> And that's frustrating when you're just starting out and you're trying to build things like you have two options, right? You either you pay the influencers, you play the whole crypto game. And I'm sure if you follow like crypto Twitter, you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Give them $20,000 and they'll say anything about you. Or even um, Soldier Boy, right? At Soldier Boy, 24000 like that, that's what it costs. Um, so we either do that and we get picked up right away and everybody knows who we are or we, you know, build things kind of slowly. And we kind of made a decision to do it the right way because we didn't want to have that, that yep. reputation, the Superman reputation after a few years. Um, <laughs> it's always lies and, on the internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but it ended up working out really well because everybody who found us had done research and the kind of people who do research are the kind of people you want. And so we were, people would come in the community and I'd ask them the same question. I asked you, like, how'd you find us? And they'd be like, Oh, my buddy at Goldman Sachs, you know, like he, he recommended we're just like blown away by like the kind of people who are coming in the community. And I think that paid off because once momentum started moving in the right direction, we just kept attracting the, the people who, who do their research and care about fundamentals. And um, it's built a community that I'm like, I, I enjoy engaging with and, you know, and talking to and, 
Um, so I'm very grateful for that, that we made that decision early on. Uh, but yeah, it's been an interesting year and a half, uh, interesting half a year. That's good. So if anybody who's, for everyone who's listening, I mean, you know, where, where are the best sites for them to go to, to get more information, get a hold of you guys, whatever it is. I mean, obviously like on Twitter, just like searching Wu trade and finding like the main account. Um, like we communicate a lot through Twitter. Also we're on tel- telegram. Like I'm in the chats, like constantly just cause that's very important. I think in this industry is when people come into that group and they have probably about five minutes to kind of make a decision. All right. Is this a project that I want to, you know, learn more about, or is this just another scam like everything else? So we try to be very, um, no question is below us kind of a thing. So telegram search, we trade official the website, we're overhauling it. So I don't want to recommend it too much because it's, um, it needs some work. Um, and then obviously check out the exchange like x.wu.network. It's kind of cool. Um, everything is customizable. So if you just want to, you want to see like a Bitcoin chart over here, and then you want to put a neat chart right next to it, you just click like new module and then pull it over there. And then you want to make the BTC chart bigger. You just drag it, you know, just click the corner. It's just, it's everything's customizable because it's designed for pro traders. Uh, and the quality of the development is very high just because the, the quality of the developers are very good. So uh, definitely check that out. Well, Ben, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you for joining us today and I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely stay in touch. And if you ever have any like questions or like we talked a lot about we trade today, like I'm, I'm very happy to talk shop about anything um, industry related, you know, markets related, trading related, China related, whatever, like happy to go down that road. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode. 